If you'd like to turn with me to Psalm 103. We'll be reading verses 1 through 12. We've already read in our readings several of these. A Psalm of David. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Our Father in heaven, we bow before you rightly. You are our king. We are your children. And we love you. We thank you for your great and abundant mercies lavished on us in Jesus Christ. And we pray that we would uh, hear your word now and take it to heart and that you prepare our hearts as we come to this table. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Beginning in verse 11, the heavens, it says, are high above the earth, indeed. And that is one way to begin to try to grasp the great mercy of our God upon us. He is merciful and gracious. We saw last week, uh, or the week before, he does not punish us as we deserve, according to our iniquities. Now this verse is talking about the huge height or distance of the heavens above the earth. It's unimaginable to, to try to understand. David, under inspiration, is trying to help us to understand how great is the mercy of God. So King David sought to understand the greatness of the mercy of God to him, uh, and, and he looked up. He, he, he used the universe, the heavens, uh, that were visible to him to try to begin to understand how great is the mercy of God to me. How do I express that? And we know even more, I guess, uh, how huge that distance is or might be, uh, and I believe that even our estimates of the size of the universe are far from the true size. As hard as it is to fathom, the distance between the earth and the heavens or the planets or the stars, this is not even close to being an adequate measure of the greatness of God's mercy to us, to those who fear him. Matthew Henry said, God's mercy is above the merits of those that fear him most. In other words, if you saw someone and you say, that man truly fears God, still, it says God's mercy is above the merits of that person. He would not merit it. And then he goes on so much above and beyond them that there's no proportion at all between them. In other words, there's no comparison. How do we fathom this? And he went on, observe, God's mercy is thus great toward those that fear him, not toward those that trifle with him. We must fear the Lord and his goodness. And as Jacob said to the Lord, uh, when he was reviewing his life and he, his brother Esau was coming to meet him and all he could think of was that he's probably going to be killed. Um, he said this, 
And he, he's looking around at him at that time and the great blessings that God had given him, his family and all the, the flocks and the herds. And he said, I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies of all the truth which you have shown to your servant. I am not worthy of the least of all these, he said. And we too, I believe, can say we are not worthy of the least of his great and awesome mercies to us. But besides height in comparison, you know, it's talking about height or distance here, uh, his mercy is also beyond probably any category we could think of in trying to help us understand the great mercy of God for us. His, its beauty, its glory. In other words, his mercy is so great we can never reach its end. We can never find an end to it because there is no end to it. There's no limit to it. And we should never then cease to pray that we might understand it more and that we might praise him more rightly for his great mercy to us. So his mercies, it says, are new every morning. So they continue when we wake up, just as they were active while we slept. We are aware of it when we wake up, but his mercies never end. The heavens declare, it says, or show the glory of God. But his word, illuminated by the Spirit in our hearts, shows God's mercy to be far greater and more awesome than that incomprehensible height that we were talking about, or distance. Charles Spurgeon said, those who are presuming upon the infinite extent of divine mercy, and Rodney mentioned that this morning, presuming, those who are presuming upon the infinite extent of divine mercy should be led to consider that although it is wide as the horizon and high as the stars, yet it is only meant for them that fear the Lord. And as for obstinate rebels, they shall have justice without mercy measured out to them. We talked a little bit about that last week. We were talking about God's wrath, just wrath against our sin. And we'll hear a little bit more about that in the sermon today related to missions, the wrath of God. But we saw that our Lord bore that wrath upon himself for his people. And here's another incalculable distance. It says, verse 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Any of you know where the east starts and the west? You know, how does that work around the equator? Okay. When does the east turn into the west? I don't know. When does one end and the other begin? Well, there's no ending. Our Lord Jesus has removed the penalty of our sins from us in such a way. In such a way that the Lord who knows all things forever will not remember them. In other words, we will not be punished for them because they have been removed from us. As far as you can imagine. They will not be allowed as evidence against us in the court of heaven regarding our salvation. Another reason, our weekly time of corporate confession, which was also mentioned this morning, the mercy that we see in it and the, the way we should come before the Lord when we confess, is so, it's very important for us because we learn again how great is God's forgiveness. We hear it every week. We must hear it every week. How great his forgiveness is. How great his mercy is to us. And we're reminded again of the huge gap between our sinful nature and actions and God's holy and righteous character. Yet, we are reminded each week <clears throat> that he has paid <clears throat> for that which separated us from him at the cross, and he brought us near to himself through the Lord Jesus. The mercy and forgiveness of God, who is holy, should cause us to fear him and to love him. And by his grace, we have an eternity to begin to comprehend the immense greatness of his mercy and his forgiveness to us through our Lord Jesus. 
And yet we will never reach the full comprehension of the depth of God's mercy to us. Now, if we are not walking in the knowledge uh, and, and growing knowledge and assurance of, of his eternally great mercy to us and his forgiveness to us, then I would say we are possibly living with much less joy than he has made possible in the Lord. And we are likely not being thankful. We are not being a thankful people. A thankful person, I believe, more quickly recognizes the greatness of God's mercy to him or to her, a sinner. Hear this parable from the Lord. The Lord Jesus spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector, standing afar off, would not so much raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man, the Lord Jesus said, went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. We do not merit an eternal, incomprehensible mercy like this. But it was given to us as a gift of grace to those who fear him. And this is a fear that we don't begin to have until he opens our eyes to see how great our gap of sin has made between us and how only his son could bridge that gap and enable us by his spirit and by faith to begin to rest in his mercy and to be grateful for it. In the table of the Lord, we are called to remember that we are united to and with the great God of mercy by the obedience of our Lord Jesus on the cross. That's mercy. That's where our sin was removed from us as far as the east is from the west. At the cross is where we see the mercy of God to his people. So may we each, each of us now, come humbly like the tax collector as we come to the Lord, as we come to this table and say in our hearts, God, I praise you for your great mercy to me, a sinner. Let's pray. Oh Lord, may we indeed grow in the fear of the Lord and in thankfulness of your great mercy to us and that we would be able to comprehend not only the the width and length and depth and height of your love for us, but also of your mercy and that we would know more the love of Christ and thus the mercy of Christ, even though both surpass knowledge. Lord, thank you for removing our sin as far as the east is from the west because your mercy is immeasurably great. And Lord, help us now to come with humble hearts and grateful hearts to take of these elements which remind us of your great mercy to us, which remind us that you poured out your righteous and just wrath for our sin onto our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And as sinners, we praise you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, for your great and awesome mercy to us through our Lord Jesus, and we praise you in his name. Amen.